Oh my god, hi. How are you? This is my first podcast episode, Life With No Warning. I am Isa. How are you? Like, we're meeting for the first time. This is so weird. We're gonna become best friends. Um, this podcast is about me and only me. I'm kidding, <laughs> but not really because it's basically about my life. Um, and just like the title says, we really don't know what life is is going to throw at us like it could be bad things good things weird or strange and sometimes you know we can feel a little bit lonely and you know while we're going through stuff and that's exactly why i literally wanted to devote an hour of my life to quite literally talk about anything and everything that life can bring to us um because you never know what's gonna happen there's so many weird things that get thrown to us we just have to like live through that. Sometimes, again, it could be cute. It, it could be like slay. It could be not slay. It could be really, really bad. And I just wanted to like be able to talk to someone when those things happen. Like honestly, I'm a 21 year old girl who hasn't really experienced so many things in her life. I'm just now starting to. And I need a place to just open up completely. But at the same time, give you advice on what to do or where to start with things that, you know, I've gone through or you want to experience or you're about to experience. So, like, this is basically a FaceTime call where you're my best friend. I need to talk to someone. I need to talk to you. You have to talk to me. Um, we just talk it out and we giggle and have fun together and have, like, a cute little sleepover. Like, how cute does that sound? And maybe there might be some little wine involved. I don't know. But that could really spice things up and make this even better. A better experience. Just like a little free time for us. Where we just get to open up and we can like talk about the most random things ever. And I thought what could be a good podcast episode to start with. Um, with something that could make you know what type of person I am. Who I really am. Because I could be a serial killer and you wouldn't even know. Like, I could be like, you're like, whoa, she's really cool. She's really, like, she sounds like she's a really beautiful person. Her voice is so majestic. I don't even know. Um, but you don't really know who I am, you know? So I thought, no better way than to explain to you my childhood. And uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, my man, my mind, sorry, is like blank. There is trauma there. I'm not gonna lie. There is trauma. And it's like that trauma that sticks with you forever because it's that bad. You know how there's like trauma where you literally don't remember anything? Like your mind is literally wiped. There's no recollection of anything. But then there's like this trauma where it just sticks with you and you're having like a good day, right? You're having a good day. It's nighttime. You're getting ready to go to sleep. You go and sleep on your... Like, you're going... You're getting in your comfortable position in your bed. Um, I don't know. You're going to, like, read a little book before or, like, go on your phone. And you're like, okay, it's now time to go to sleep. I'm feeling very nice, refreshed. Okay, let's go to sleep because tomorrow's a next... Like, a beautiful day that's coming up. You lay your little head on your pillow. You close your eyes. And the second that you close your eyes you see 
like an image or a video, whatever, playing on your in your brain, and you're like, wow, did that really have to happen right now? I was having a good day. Now you're reminding me of, I don't know, something bad that you did, okay? You fell on stage in your school talent show. That happened to me once. Wasn't a good thing. And that memory plays, replays in my head forever, which really sucks, but it just lives with me and I can't do anything about it. So I have trauma. There's things that are blank, things that I really remember. So let's get into like this little like get to know me, but trauma and all the bullying I had to suffer to be able to become who I am today. Okay. This is why I'm really funny. I like to think that I'm funny. Okay. And you have to think that I'm funny. Okay. Anyways. So we're going to start off really strong. I almost died when I was born, you know, fun. We're going, you know, we're starting off really strong. Basically, my parents were getting um, ready to for it. Oh my God. They were getting ready to get their second child. Me. Okay. And while in the pregnancy, my mom was informed that I might be born with Down syndrome. Okay. Um, my parents weren't ready for this. They were surprised and they would have never guessed that. Okay. But you will never guess that a child of yours would have gotten Down syndrome. It's just like science, you know. Um, you know, the doctor told them, like, he wasn't quite sure, but there's an option to get a test done. And my mom didn't know that the test could have literally killed me. It's very dangerous. Don't know the name of it. But my life started out really dangerous. They did the test. Not knowing I could have died right there. Okay? Um, I wish I kind of did. But not really. Because now life is kind of kind of hard okay um so they get the test nothing happens to me they find out that i'm okay there's no down syndrome an extra chromosome they don't know anything about that um so they did it okay but during her whole pregnancy she was really scared she had really bad anxiety she thought something else was going to happen to me um but they found like they found me i was like healthy super healthy nothing wrong with me um but she told she always tells me that she really thinks that she passed on anxiety to me because of how much anxiety she had and the fact that that could might be like that could be a possibility cuz everything a pregnant woman feels does a lot literally goes into that baby's brain like isn't that weird how women literally can make eyeballs a brain arms legs fingers everything and everything they do while they're pregnant affects the baby that is so weird so basically like she tells me i have anxiety because of how much anxiety she had during the pregnancy i don't like to think that i think i i got in another way because i i feel bad for my mom like imagine literally having your mom tell you yeah i think i really fucked up your life because of my fault i'm like no sweetie no you did it like you really did it you're okay i love you so on july 7th 2001 it was delivery day and i popped out of my mom's vagina all great except for the fact that i came out of my mom again okay i'm out there and they're like oh i have you have a hernia on your belly button okay so the second i was out i was rushed to the hospital so imagine my mom just sitting there she was like ready to hold me 
in her arms for the first time and the like the doctors are like hey yeah we gotta go we gotta take your uh it's an emergency surgery and we really need to go so i have the surgery i don't have a hernia anymore but i do have a huge open belly button and i was really insecure about it um it's huge it's fucking huge it's right there um people pointed out so many times which kind of like started a little bit of the bullying sneak peek um honestly yeah like it was really hard i you know people still point it out right now i'm like yeah i don't really mind it now but back then i would not wear a two-piece swimsuit no crop tops and nothing showing my belly button now like i wish i could show you like a picture of it it's not that bad but it's just like weird to see because you don't really see many people with an open wide belly button right in front of your face um I'm not insecure about it. I really was before. I wish I could have told little Issa, like, hey, chill. It's just a belly button. People are going to talk about it because it's different. But it has nothing to do. Like, it doesn't identify you. It's not really who you are. Let's not talk about that inspirational, like, quote or whatever I was talking about. But um, I did have severe, like, I was severely bullied because of a belly button like isn't that so weird and fucked up like okay it's a part of my body just like leave me alone so oh my god i forgot to mention this all started like i was born in spain so the thing is it's so confusing my life is really confusing from the beginning because i traveled a lot so this portion of the story was all in spain okay i was born there literally lived in spain for like a month and then i moved to italy like that's the next thing i remember i moved to italy where my younger sister was born and i was an an italian girly okay i was living life we lived on like right in front of a lake um the beaches were filled with rocks i don't know it was literally watching the movie luca okay from disney like it really was beautiful. I started to learn how to speak Italian. Italian was for, is my first language. Um, I forgot how to speak it, which really sucks. I understand everything. Can't just I just really can't speak. Um, you know, everything was great. It was cute. My sister was born there again. Not again, but you know what I mean. Like I did mention it before. But then we moved to England, London. Okay, we we moved there, and I started school. But all up to there, I was okay. I was slightly bullied. Everything okay. Because I did not know how to speak English at all. That's where I kind of learned how to speak. Um, But I do remember there was a little bit of bullying. Not that much. But people were like, hey, why aren't you speaking English? Like, come on. I honestly don't have any memories of living in England at all. Not even walking outside with my mom. Nothing. And I was like, what? seven years old i think i'm pretty no 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 i don't remember but i was pretty young i was i at a age where i could remember stuff okay so i don't i don't know why i can't remember anything okay let's move on then i moved to belgium and that's when things got bad bad okay um that's when people started telling me i was ugly And that's when I found out I grew up ugly and filled with anxiety. 
there's not many stories I remember, but here are some like really, some stories that really triggered me. And I definitely still remember these memories before falling asleep. Like these are the, like the memories that stick with me. I could be living my life and then all of a sudden I have a flashback of this very moment. And I'm like, wow, I was having a good day. I was having a good day and you really had to do this to me, brain. Um, so Belgium was really like the country where I remember everything, every little detail. Cause I was like, what? Okay. I think in Belgium, I arrived when I was eight years old. I'm pretty sure. So you have like, you can create memories and everything or younger than that. I don't. Yeah. It was eight, seven. I'm pretty sure. Um, so we're going to talk about three little stories that really follow my life okay so we're gonna talk about the library story now this story oof, okay I replay this so many times in my brain and I hate it so it was like that fair of you know where people bring books and they sell books so we go to the library um I don't remember it was during classes or when school was over but I just remember being in the library store and um I was looking through books and I find this book that I absolutely adore okay it's the diver wimpy kid the purple book I don't know the name of it but it was the purple book it was a hard shell um book I don't know if that's like the the technical way of saying it but it was like a hard shell whatever so I'm reading it I'm like oh my god I might buy this because I have money to buy it I never had money for book fairs and I hated that because honestly like who you feel so left out you see so many of your friends are like buying books they're getting super excited and I'm just like there looking at them and I'm like wow when will I be able to be happy and experience this so I was super happy I was like oh my god this might be the year where I get to read a book and I buy it so um I'm looking at this book I'm literally mid reading okay I have it open up to me I'm reading a couple pages and then a girl okay we're gonna call her what Sarah okay fucking Sarah comes up to me she grab like she snatches the book out of my hands while I'm reading it okay Sarah was known to be the typical French girly this is an international school by the way She's a typical French girly who thinks she's the best, okay? She she deserves to have everything in her life. She just thinks she's better than any, anybody else, okay? And she was, like, part of this little group of three people. Okay, two boys, and she's the only girl. Okay, so, like, fuck off. I'm so mad, okay? I'm so mad about the situation. I wish I could have done something, but I was, like, fucking stupid back then and didn't act or anything or do anything to stand up. So she snatches the book out of my hand and she starts reading and she's like, oh my God, I'm going to buy this. It was the last book of those. So you could have seen, like, imagine seeing my face and I'm like, wow, okay. So I managed to get the courage to be like, okay, wait, I'm going to tell her something because that's literally the last book. I literally have the amount of money to be able to buy the book. I want to be happy. Let me say something. So I build up the courage to say, hey, I was reading it. Give it to me. 
and she stops reading it. She looks at me and she's like, what did you say? And I'm like fucking shaking. Okay, like a little chihuahua. I don't know. I'm shaking. I'm like, I don't remember what I said. But the next thing I know is that I turn around. One of her little boy fucking robots come up to me. This dude, this dude was like the leader of the group. Okay, he loved to bully me. He loved to do that shit. He did it for like fucking five years, six years that I lived in Belgium. So, and like the funny part is that he was one of my crushes. Like I loved having crushes on people that hated me and literally bullied me. Um, but that's for another story. Okay. That's for another episode. But, um, basically I'm sitting there. I'm like, not sitting. I'm sitting up. I'm like, uh, yeah. Um, like me grabbing my fingers and like fidgeting a lot and like yeah I'm gonna buy it I got it first and then freak how am I gonna like what name can I give him we're gonna give him Sean okay Sean comes up and he's like is there a problem is there a problem here like what's like what's up and I'm like I don't say anything I just look at the book and I grab it out of Sarah's hand because I have like I'm done at least I'm not talking but I'm like doing actions and then Sean comes up he literally I wish I could okay the layout of this library is like fuck I don't know how to explain this it's like like a little room right and all around the walls are the books and then in the middle there's like a little island of books he starts walking up to me and I'm like going back and back until my like my back hits the shelves in the back of the room me holding the book me literally like my eyes are like starting to like fill up with water I am so like I'm literally fucking shaking and crying holding the book he's like um sorry I saw that Sarah had the book before so give it to her before like I I really don't remember what he says but I just remember like him literally shouting at me in front of every the teacher was there looking at the situation go down the library teacher she doesn't do anything I just remember seeing her face just looking at me like no emotions at all she's just looking I'm like wow thank you so much you're literally seeing a little boy little shawnee sean screaming at a little girl eight-year-old girl He's eight, by the way, as well. I'm just holding the book in my hand. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. And then he like, I don't remember. I don't remember what happens next. Okay. All I remember is I actually got the book and I bought it and I was happy after that. But that event really traumatized me. It's stuck in my head forever. But um, following along, another story where my anxiety was really, really bad. And I can't believe an eight-year-old girl would literally do this to her every single day. Um, so in school, again, people would bully me a lot. There's literally some times where the Sean dude would go ask a random boy from my class to go hit me, like kick me in my shin. Where that, like getting hit in the shin, like the lower part of your um, leg, <clears throat> it's like, painful it's so painful so he literally demanded people 
to go hit me so he wouldn't get in trouble, but that person would. And I'm like, wow, okay, okay, okay. So following on again with the second story, basically, um, I would go, I, like I would come back from school. The first thing I would do was go in the bathroom, okay? If you want to know what happens, you're going to have to wait a little bit. It's time for a little break. I'll be back after this. And we're back. Let's continue. So I would come back from school. The first thing I would do was go in the bathroom, okay? Close the door. Shut the door locked, okay? And sorry, my like throat is like fucking dry. I don't know why. Um... Why am I so aggressive today? I don't know. I feel like these stories just make me want to scream because I've never talked about it ever out loud. So it feels good. It feels good to just like release everything. So I go to the bathroom in my house. I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, I am useless. I will never be good for anything in my life. Um, everybody hates me. Everybody thinks I'm ugly. Like, Literally giving words of affirmation, but reverse that. Like, literally giving myself advice that, like, I'm ugly, I don't deserve anything. But just, like, in, like, sit down and really think about an eight-year-old doing this. My anxiety was so bad that it turned into depression. I didn't really think about killing myself. Sorry, trigger warning. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I didn't think of, like, doing anything wrong to me, like, bad to me but um I don't know like it was close to there I was really close but I think I was too young to really understand what that was so that really didn't happen um but I was in a lot of therapy for my childhood okay I hopped from one therapist to another 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 and it wasn't just me it was my whole family okay um and things go even worse Honestly, um, I don't remember going to any therapist. I just remember, like, my problem with me is that I don't open up to people. I don't talk at all. So how does my parent, like, how did my parents think that me going to a therapist, a person that I have no idea who they are, haven't talked ever, um, I take so long to trust people. How am I going to trust a rent, like a stranger, to tell them all my life story, what I'm feeling, because I know, like, if I say something bad, first of all, um, they're going to send me to a mental hospital, okay? We don't want that. Imagine an eight-year-old going. Like, I know there's situations like that. But I, I like, no, I would not want to do that. It's, like, something that I feel like would have made my whole childhood even worse. And I feel bad for people that have to go through that. Um, because what I see, it's, like, kind of bad. I don't know if it's, in reality, really bad. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's like how, that's why I would like hop from therapist to therapist. Cause I would never talk. My parents would be wasting money. I'm like, Hey, you know, this is not working for some reason. I never talked about it again because my problem was not talking. So I never really, um, like really explored what feelings were. I was very monotone. I would never like pretty much be experience and experiencing an emotion i don't remember anything of that i just remember being really really sad don't remember one single good thing about my life which is really sad 
I feel like I'm going to start crying. I'm not going to. Don't get worried. I'm on my period. So I could get really angry really bad and I can cry really bad. Um, but we're not going to do that. Okay, don't worry. Um, hearing people cry is very cringy and I'm not going to put that. Like, you're not going to go through that. Um, so that's my childhood that I remember in Belgium. For some reason, I do remember I had a lot of friends, which is really weird. Um, because my sister was like the it girl. Like, she was popular, my older sister. Like, everybody wanted to be her friend. So I'm guessing people wanted to be my friend too to be able to reach to my sister's level. That could be it. Because there's no other way that could make sense that people want to be friends with me. So, Belgium, we're going to move it to the side. It's time to go to Mexico where the big different hit, like the difference. The difference is big, okay? The culture, the language, how things are, you know, um, fuck, what's the word? Like, things are very different, okay? Period. Things are very different from living in Europe, okay? We spoke Spanish, but we didn't know how to speak it correctly. We didn't know how to write. So that was a challenge. We had to start from zero, from scratch. We went to school. Luckily, there's a lot of people that um, speak English in Mexico since, you know, a lot of people, their work is tourism. So they have to learn how to speak English. There's English classes. There's English classes at school, French classes as well. Um, But that's like private schools, I guess. Not really sure about um, public schools. But it was a very big thing. People had to speak English and they still do. So it was kind of like good things. Like I could speak English with my friends, but I also had to learn how to like speak Spanish correctly and write. It was so weird. Um, Nobody would want to talk to me because I was like that one skinny, long, awkward human that just had to like be there. This is in fourth grade. And you know how fourth graders are. They're like brutal. They will do anything to bully people um there was a time where I had surgery on my leg because I had a leg longer than the other four centimeters longer than the other um I was literally walking like I don't know like it was like I was walking like if I was a zombie okay so people naturally would comment on that they would be like oh my god why are you walking like that I'm like oh yeah because I have a leg longer than the other they're like oh okay So, um, I had to go get surgery for that. I was 12 years old. I am terrified of, uh, surgeries. I will never do that again. Um, I still to this day have the metal in my leg. Um, I will never take that out. I will not go to surgery ever in my whole life. Um, you couldn't even pay me a million dollars to go get that surgery. But anyways, I come back. I'm in crutches, barely walking, being able to walk. I had like these big plasters on my leg and it looked weird okay it looked like I was fucked up like I was in a car crash so I went to school to get some documents and then my friend the next day she's like oh yeah people were joking around saying like oh my god like um did she get a new leg like that leg looks dead it was like comments like that I'm like I I didn't really think about it being a bad comment but it's the way that my like my friend told me like hey yeah they're bullying you like really badly there but I'm like okay whatever like I was always like that kid that it really did hurt me from the inside but I just like pretended that nothing really happened on the outside I was pretty much clueless um people would tell me like 
really bad compliments and I would think it was a really good compliment I'm like oh my god thank you so much well anyways after the bullying um I went to homeschooling because I could not I could not do it anymore (laughs) I again was really depressed didn't want to do anything um so I went to homeschooling made friends in homeschooling it was fun I did it for like three years then I had to go back to normal school for high school um and that's kind of like where I found out that I was not normal at all. There was something weird going on with me. I saw my friends. They were developing, you know, puberty and shit like that, like before me. You know, they were having boyfriends. They had their first kiss. I was in high school, like 15 to 18, okay? High school, never had my first kiss ever. Never had a romantic relationship with anybody So I felt weird. I was like, okay, so I'm not going to be in that culture of having a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school. Not going to experience that. Because nobody really, like, people did think, they were like, wow, you're so pretty. But, like, never did anything about it. I was like, wow. So am I ugly or am I freaking beautiful? Okay. Like, it was confusing. It was a confusing time. I didn't know what to do. I would go on dates. I would really force myself to go on dates to meet people. They were really fucking awkward. I'm going to talk about that in other episodes because trust me, there's a lot. But never found love. But I'm kind of happy I never did in high school because it's confusing. It's like people are players. People just want to, you know, do stuff with you and not really love you. Oh my god, there's an airplane passing by. Hopefully you can hear that. But, um... You know, dating in high school is so weird. I wouldn't recommend that even though I didn't do that. So I wouldn't... Don't listen to me, basically. Do not listen to me. You do what you want to do. My advice is not to date in high school and wait till college. Because people are kind of like trying to get their life together and they really want to have a relationship. Some people do. You'll just have to find the correct or the right person, you know? So no love interest in my stories in my storyline, my life, um, kind of sad, but not really, um, also, Mexico was the time where I literally devoted my life to YouTube, I would film videos every single day about my life, um, and people surprisingly wouldn't bully me about my videos, a lot, everybody knew about my videos, people would watch my videos, but they wouldn't say any comments about it, which I was like, okay, okay, slay. The bullying is gone. Wow. Um, I don't know. I, I don't even remember like when the bullying disappeared, but it did. And it was cool. It was nice. Then I finished high school. I did it. Don't know how I did it because I was a really bad student. Um, in the first few years, I didn't even know when exams were. I was clueless. I was like, wait, there are exams? Wait, I'm like failing almost my all my classes? This is so weird. I didn't even know there was exam. I didn't even study. I'm not kidding. It's real. It's fucking real. I never knew when exams were and they were like too real to pass. So I don't know how I passed those exams and passed, you know, the f- other weeks or months that were going to happen. Um, but I did that shit and I passed and everything was good. Then 
the stress. I started really late looking for colleges because I was, I really didn't want to go to college. I was like, school really sucked. I don't think I could ever do this again. I don't want to study. I don't want to study for exams. The stress that I go through, I don't even learn anything because I'm just trying to pass, not learn anything. Oh my God, another plane. But it was so hard. I literally didn't want to do this anymore. But my mom was like, yeah, you're going to need to do this if you want to have a good job and have money to survive in this world. So I'm like, fine. She helped me look for college. We find this college that is in Ecuador. I didn't want to stay in Mexico at the time because I was like, I need a, I need a move. I, my whole life, I haven't stayed in a place for the longest. Like, I think the longest time I've stayed in a place was in Belgium, six years. The rest of the countries I lived were like for months or like two years and I moved so I was like I need to move away I need to go away from Mexico I need to experience a new culture a new place new environment I moved to Ecuador that's where my grandparents live the majority of my family lives there which is really weird to like it felt like I was in a Thanksgiving dinner every day I still do I'm living here in Ecuador now currently um I'm not really much of a fan of it. It feels weird to have to live with your family. Never lived with my family, so this is an entire, like, new experience. I'm not a fan, okay? We're not going to say anything, though. Don't tell my mm, grandparents, my family, my cousins, okay? Because they're going to hate me even more because they really do hate me, okay? Um, it's really bad. There's so many stories where people are really out there to get me, my own family members. It's chaotic and I fucking hate it, okay? So, you know, I started studying film because it was like something that I really loved. I started making YouTube videos at a very young age. Um, I think I started doing YouTube at, at seven, making like little movies. So I knew I wanted to study film. I knew that this was something for me. I did it. I passed, currently graduated from film school, which is amazing. I went through those years that I had to do. I didn't really get to experience many things because I was too worried and to not failing out because I had a scholarship. You know how it, you know how it would be. You know, if you're an intelligent person, you get scholarships um, and you have to keep it up. You have to keep it up. If you don't keep it up, you lose your scholarship. And my dad would fucking kill me because my dad is a weird person. Again, another episode. Daddy issues, okay? I have a lot of them. I really do. He's done really fucked up things. And this adds on to why I act the way that I do, okay? But I don't think we're going to have time to talk about it because there's a lot of things. I'm probably going to talk about it next episode. Trust me. I feel like I'm giving away a lot of ideas around, but it has an order if you really think about it. There's just too many things and I need to like talk about them in a kind of like a fast pace to be able to record this in one hour, okay? Um, no less than an hour. But uh, so I did film school. I graduated. During film school, I meet the love of my life. My boyfriend, my boyfriend, I finally found a boyfriend, a boy that liked me back, a boy that makes me feel happy, got my first boyfriend at 20 years old, 
people might think it's pretty late. I think it's a good age. I really do. Because you know what their intentions are. You get you have to know the person before. Um, we both feel like we... we bleh. Oh my god. We both um, study film. We love films. We love to edit videos. We love to do TikToks together. You can count that as like editing and filming. Um, we just go together very well. It's really fun. And I've never experienced anything like this. <laughs> um, but it's also my first relationship. So I can't really talk that much about it. Too highly about it. Because I don't know. I just know that when the, when we break up. Hopefully we don't. I'm not saying we're going to. Hopefully we don't. I know that's just going to sting. And for sure, I'm going to lay in my bed, be depressed, talk to you, of course, because I'm going to need to find a way to talk to people and be able to be happy. But I'm going to be depressed. I know for a fucking fact. It's going to be bad. Okay? It's going to be bad, but I don't know what to say. But moving to Ecuador has given me a lot of things to learn about myself because I'm in my 20s I'm learning a lot about the way that I act why I act like this what am I gonna do in the future whatever but there was like this one little thing in the back of my head I was like why am I so bad at communicating with people why am I so weird why do so many of my friend relationships always end up People being like, oh, you're so immature, you pretty much suck, or you're so boring, you never talk. Um, I've never really, you could say I'm the problem, okay? I've seen so many TikToks of people saying like, oh, like that one girl who always loses friendships. I'm not saying I do that frequently. I just lose friendships because I stop talking to them because I lose motivation to talk to people or I get so exhausted having to like kind of like perform so people won't feel bored when they talk to me I literally have to perform and you know how tiring that is like you can't really have a friendship if you have to perform a friendship is where you just chill and you talk about anything but for me in a friendship I have to literally perform because I am not much of a talker okay so I have to force myself to talk and people feel Like, the majority of the people feel comfortable when there's something to talk about. A topic that is always brought up or different topics to talk about. I am a person that likes to sit in silence. And that's my love language. I like to just have quality time with people. But most people don't know that. And they they don't feel comfortable with that. I explain to them, hey, I like to just sit down and, like, scroll on TikTok. Not talk for hours. Might, you know, say, wow, what a beautiful day. And that's it for the day. But... Many people don't understand that. So, um, performing, like having a friendship is performing for me. And it's so tiring. So that's pretty much how I lose friendships because I stop talking to them or they stop talking to me. But I knew something was wrong with me. I knew something wasn't adding up. I felt really out of place. Um, I just felt like there's something really wrong. So I go on TikTok and there's like videos that pop up on my for you page obviously where they talk about this i wouldn't say condition like just this thing that a lot of people have and 
it, it kind of like goes into the group of like ADHD, um, what else? Dyslexia. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention I have dyscalculia, which is like trouble learning new stuff, but especially with numbers. Like math is not my thing. I really can't. You could give me a calculator to find out like the price of something. I would not know how to do that. I don't know how to tell the time on a clock. You know, the basic little things, silly things. Um, Can't do that. So don't give me any math questions, anything like that. So it's something to do with that area. And I was like, I know I have dyscalculia. What else? I feel like I have something else. There must be something. So I go to New York. My family currently, we're all separated. My mom lives in Switzerland with my sister. My older sister, she lives, she, sorry, she stayed in Mexico. She lives in Puebla, Mexico. I live in Ecuador. And so we, we were like, hey, let's meet up in New York. We found the money to go. We're all living, I mean, we're not living there. We just go to see each other for vacation. So we see the family there, my cousins, my sister. We're having a good time. So I'm sitting on the couch and I tell my mom, hey, I really think there's something wrong with me. I feel like I have something that I don't know what it is. And I start to talk to her. I'm like, you know, I've seen TikTok videos and there's like this thing where it's, where there's like explaining like the, like if you do this, that means you have this. And I know you can't really trust them. There are videos on the internet. People can say whatever they want to say. But I'm like, oh, there's like this one video of this girl saying like, if you do this, you have autism. Okay. You have autism. Nothing wrong with it. Okay. At all, because there's like there's different types of like scales and like the percent. I don't know. Um, I still have to do more research on it. So I'm writing about it to my mom, and she's like, "Yeah, um, yeah, I forgot to tell you, you do have autism. When you went to do that exam for the calculia, they came back and they said that you have autism. You do. You don't have like, you're like." On the spectrum, but, like, on the low spectrum, there's, like, this thing called Asperger's. I think that's how you say it. Kind of reminds me of a burger. Um, not sure. I still have to do, like, research on it, which is really... Like, I've done research on it, but, like, I still have to do more extensive research on it. You know what I mean? Um, she was like, yeah, you have autism. I'm like, oh, so you weren't going to tell me? Like, I felt so weird for the longest time in my life, and you're just going to tell me this? And I go to my younger sister. I'm like, did you know I have autism? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean, yeah? So all the family knows except me. And she's like, yeah, we just didn't know how you're going to react. So we decided not to tell you anything. I'm like, "Ah, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. I go ask my sister, my older sister. She's like, yeah, we knew. We knew about it, but we just didn't tell you anything. Because I don't know... Like, my mom was, like, she was scared of how I was going to react. She thought I was going to get more depressed. But I'm, like, not really. Like, it makes sense now. It really does make sense why, you know, the way that I act is because I have autism. And it's not because I'm weird or something else is wrong with me. I don't know. But when I found out, I was, like, wow. 
this makes a lot of sense, but I wish I could have known this before so I wouldn't hate myself so much and understand why, like, that's the reason why I act like this. But I think it, it hurt me the most is the fact that my family knew about it. My dad doesn't know about it. We're not going to tell him, okay? It's a little secret between us. It's not something bad. We just don't know how he's going to act. And I want to keep it that way. I don't want to tell any of my family. I've only told my family closest to me. I don't want to tell my family because I feel like if I tell them, they already think I'm weird, okay? So if I tell them, yeah, I have autism, they're going to respond with, oh, that makes sense. And that, for some reason, really hurts. Like, imagine, like, your whole life, you're, like, your family and your friends are like, you're so weird. Why do you act the way that you act? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I found out I have autism. And they respond with, oh, that makes sense. A friend did that to me. I'm like, oh shit. Damn. That really like stung. Like, so you're telling me I really do act weird or I act out of the ordinary. So I was like, wow. So I'm never going to tell my family that because all my family always tells me like, oh, like you don't do this or you don't do that. Why do you do this this way? Blah, blah. So it's going to be a little secret between us. Only my closest people, like friends, family, know. Um, My cousin here from Ecuador knows. My boyfriend knows. My bestie knows. You know. That's pretty much it. But it was so weird to find out. I was like, wow, that really does make sense. Thank you so much for telling me. I wish you could have told me a little bit earlier so I wouldn't have to have like this crisis in my life thinking that something was wrong. I just didn't know what it was. So that happened in Ecuador. I came back, you know, from New York to Ecuador, told my boyfriend, he was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I still love you. You are a normal person to me. You, you just know how to hide it very well. Um, Because a lot of people are like, no, but you have good grades. Like, people usually don't have good grades. But it's like, it depends on what, like, you know, it always depends. It always depends. So... Yeah, I did find out I was, I'm autistic, not entirely autistic, I'm like on the spectrum, that's, I think that's how you would say it, I'm on the spectrum. So, that is basically my life, I don't know how to end this, this is kind of like, I talked about my life, I talked about everything that's going on, the way that I act, why do I act like this, um, why am I so awkward, why am I just the way that I am, um, But the way that I want to end this podcast or every podcast episode is by telling you my favorite things in the world. It could be a book. It could be a song. It could be, I don't know, like a fashion trend. It could be anything. But I just talk about something that I really enjoy, give you an inspiration for something, give you a new song choice, a new whatever. So... Sorry, I had to burp a little bit. Um, My favorite video game. I'm not going to lie. I've been playing Roblox with my cousin. That's like the funnest thing I've ever... Like the funnest activity ever on this planet. I love Minecraft. Don't get me wrong. I had a fan page for Minecraft. But Roblox really does step up their game. Like they know what they're doing. They know what's up. It's really fun. And it's like cute because I get to play with my little cousin it's it's fun he's 14 so you know how like fun 
these little jokes are. So we play Roblox all the time. It's really fun. Like, the scary games are the best. Or back rooms. Um, sadly, I don't have a favorite song, which really sucks. Because I used to be, like, those people that would listen to music every second of their life. And I would just get, I just don't get to do that. So, no music. Hopefully, next episode I get a song choice. Um, but for now, I'm just going to leave you with a movie and a video game. Because I'm a gamer. You, that was so cringe. <laughs> um, but that was all for my first episode. I'm really excited to start this new chapter in my life. Um, hopefully you will stick along with me. Next episodes, I'm not gonna lie, they might be chaotic. They might not. Okay, but you just have to. You're you're gonna have to stick along. You're just gonna have to, cause, girl, like. It's gonna be crazy. Like, trust me, there's so many, like, crazy stories. Especially, like, my daddy issues one. Like, my dad and all the messed up things he's done. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. I'm gonna hide this podcast from him. He will... If he listens to the things I'm gonna say and the way that they changed the way that I, I am, he's gonna kill me. So it's gonna be a little secret between us. But, um... Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hopefully, you listened to me all the way through. If you did, wow. First of all, I love you for doing that. Hopefully, you follow me on my journey on my first podcast ever. Um, I love you so much. I really do. We're going to be besties. We're going to become besties, like best friends forever for life. Um. And yeah, I love you so much. And I, I'm, hopefully I see you in my next episode. Kisses.